It's the Jake and Bauer Show rolling through on your beautiful Tuesday. Okay, time now to talk to a guy that I worked with years and years ago before he made it big with the old bar rescue. The show is coming back for another season. It's on the Paramount Network. For over 30 years, John Tapper has traveled the country, saving hundreds of bars from failure and ruin. He'd seen it all until the COVID-19 pandemic hit. Look, I've met terrible owners, unruly staffs, out of control financing, but I've never seen anything like this. And no business was hit harder than America's hospitality industry. Thousands of bars have closed already and more are going to close. America is built on small businesses and I want to fight to keep as many bars open as I possibly can. So now, John's not only rescuing struggling businesses, he's trying to save an entire industry, one bar at a time. Failure is not an option, no excuses. Here he is now, ladies and gentlemen, John Taffer. How you doing, buddy? I thought it was you, how are you, buddy? Bad, we've been talking a long time. I know, that's what I was just telling Bauer, it's been years, but it's uh, it's so, I've been catching up. you, you and I must, we must know each other 15 years now, I would think. I just told him it was 16 years. It was 2007 when you rolled into town. And man, I got to well, ask you, was that the largest undertaking so far in your career? Because that was a huge bar. Well, that was a pretty big one. Uh, one of them, certainly, yeah. And you know, it always bummed me out because I thought that was an amazing venue. Maybe yes. it did work for Fargo in the end, right? I guess the city couldn't. Uh, but I was always very proud of that place. That was one cool place, wasn't it? Well, and I've worked in San Bernardino and Redding, California and Beaumont, Texas, and everywhere I've gone, I've told the story about how before your show came on TV, you went to Fargo, you took this empty building. It was just basically a huge sports bar, turned it into a sports bar, a steakhouse, a really cool country bar, the monkey bar, which was the rock bar upstairs. You had a a huge venue. I mean, it's so cool. Yeah, it was. It was. I was very proud of it. It's a cool place for sure. Now, I've been watching and catching up in the last uh, couple of weeks here before we even knew you were going to be on the show because uh, I wanted to, and I've noticed one thing from the very beginning, the first season to this last season, as we enter into this, the next one that just started, the, the show has gotten even more um, of the stakeouts, you know, like you've got your top, uh, your, your top yeah. chef and your top liquor expert. Yeah. Who are the two who are your favorite to come into the show and do the stakeout? Probably Maria Menounos and Kevin yes. Undergar, who my dear, dear friends. You know, uh, Maria is great. She's a dear, dear friend of mine. I think she's done five of them now, so she's really good at it. And uh, so I really like bringing them in. But, you know, it's different because they're not chefs or mixologists. They're just people. Well, so I they can't believe people don't recognize her. The minute she walks in, I would think they no, would recognize she- her. I would think so too, but she puts a ball cap on and she doesn't put her makeup on right. and she's wearing torn up jeans. And, and so she tries her best not to be noticed. But, uh, uh when I send the chefs in and the mixologists in, then it's completely different because they're yeah. looking at the technology, the flavor that they, so uh, Marie is great. Cause she gives me a great customer perspective. Now I was telling Bauer and he doesn't believe it cause he, he hasn't seen an action. I have tell me, what is the name of the system you develop so men and women see each other face to face? I'm not sure. It's yeah. electrocute. When when they get into the uh, the dance area? Oh, the butt funnel. 
I, we had a wager on this, John. He said he could get okay. you, he said he could get you to right. say it in the first Darryl, thirty let, seconds. Let me set you straight, Barrel. So go here ahead. we go. The butt bottle is a, is a thirty inch opening between two drink rails to get on the dance floor. So it's virtually impossible to get on the dance floor without rubbing into the person who's coming in with you. So if there's a nice looking girl or, or a person you want to connect with, you enter the butt funnel at the same time they do. Yep. And either you go in face to face, you rub bellies, you get to meet, or as you're entering the butt funnel, the person turns around and gives you a butt to face entrance. Well, you know there's no future in that relationship. <laughs> the butt funnel can define the rest of your evening. Yeah, that could be the moment. I mean, literally, you, John, you could have created something that got couples married, and they'll be like, remember when we met at the butt funnel? <laughs> I bet that's happened, guys, over the years. Yeah. So now, this year, is there new surprises? Because you've pretty much gone all across the country and you've taken some pretty sorry looking bars and turned them into real winners. What's, what are we looking forward to this season? Well, you know, last year, guys, I was, I was pretty mellow because of COVID, pretty valid right. excuse, right? This year, COVID's over. Revenues are up 20%. So this huge opportunity out there, but people are still stunned by the pandemic. So they're not seizing this you know we're having a hard time finding employees well you better treat them different yeah. right. you know our costs are higher well we need to manage it different so this is the most intense season i've ever had guys i mean it's really aggressive because the opportunity is out there they can dig themselves out now if they just get their get themselves together so there's a lot of intensity in this episode of me forcing them to get back into the game and fight for it again well, and I like it like the, the, the guys in California that are trying to figure out a cure for cancer, they honestly didn't understand how to run a bar, but it wasn't because they were lazy or they just didn't get it. And you basically walked them through it and turned their life around. Well, that's true. And there are those types of owners. And then there's the type of owners that just open the bar to get drunk or to screw right. up. And you say to yourself, well, the heck, heck with them, John. Why would you rescue that bar? Well, I'll tell you why. There's a wife at home. There's yeah, two right. kids in that house. Their house is on the line. They're going to lose their house. They're going to lose their cars. So even when the owner's a jerk, guys, I have something to fight for. The wife, the children, the husband, the employees. So yeah. no matter how bad it gets, there's always somebody in that bar or associated with that bar that's worth fighting for. John and that's what motivates me. I got, I got to have something to fight for, guys, so it's yeah. worth it, you know? What, what's the one common thing? I mean, is, is it as simple as, and maybe this sounds too simple, but is it as simple as the reason the bar owner got into getting the bar? Is that the number one common thread of a mistake that you see between all of these bar rescues? Yeah, they say, oh, man, it's really easy. Boy, a drink costs 50 cents. You sell it for $12. How do you have to <laughs> the rescue, electricity, the payroll? I mean, it, it doesn't quite work that way, but yes. And I tell these people, uh, 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 honestly, Bauer, I said, you know what? Open a bar in your basement if you want to do that. It'll save you a lot of money. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, again, it's, <laughs> it's kind of built in. There's not, I mean, you really have to work hard in some of these cases of screwing it up, right? You do. It's not an easy business, buddy. You know, people yeah. can steal from you. Product gets lost. Sure. You got to market. You got to promote all the time. You know, Jake and I have known each other a long time. He's seen me do these promotions yeah. and these things over the years. Uh, but but uh, uh, it's hard work, man. It doesn't happen easily. All right. So well, and that's why I don't understand because, like in Fargo, 
you took months of painstaking decision-making exactly where certain things go in the bar, exactly what the level of the seats are, the tables, how far away. And, and then you do this in like three or four days. Well, that's the challenge, buddy. That's why I'm such a raving maniac. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you see me do it. I could do it. Jake and I know each other, so so uh, he's been in venues that I've done before. But you know, you're right, buddy. That normally takes me sixty to ninety days to do. Right. If I'm doing it four days, I become a raving maniac. There's a clock <laughs> ticking in my head every second. The pressure is unbelievable, and then I only have thirty six hours to build it. Oh. And then we on top of that, you're opening hours. up your own. You open up your own steakhouses and airports now. It's on top incredible. of it. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. We're doing very well. Our Taffer's Tavern concept is doing great. Let me tell you one thing, just to keep in mind. Next time you're looking for alcohol, Great Duck Vodka. It's made in Minnesota. Yeah, it's a friend of ours. He's an ex-Minnesota Viking. Try it someday. You're gonna love it. I will absolutely. You know, I love stories like that of small distilleries and people like them getting into the business. So you bet I'll try it. All right, Bar Thanks, Rescue. John. We can check out your season on Paramount. Thank you so much, John. We appreciate it. Great to talk to you guys. Be well. Take care, Jake. Our thanks again to John Taffer of Bar Rescue. New season on Paramount, streaming for your viewing pleasure. Your listening pleasure will be sufficed coming up next with the second hour of the Jake and Bauer Show.